Welcome back. Another episode. <laughs> he started Living Cashway. 2.14. Yeah. Missed yesterday. Make it up today. Well, we won't talk about that because it was my fault. Because it's hard for me to do things. You well, said. we didn't want to do it on Sunday. Yeah. No, One I One of didn't. us didn't. <laughs> it's just about me taking all the accountability, I guess, in all of the the situations lately. That's what this is about. I, I, I don't think it's like that. I what, um, it's interesting because something will happen and you get bothered, and then it's me that made you upset or bothered you. That's not even true at all. I just like in the the podcast before this, like we just almost did. You said somebody doesn't want to do it, and I never said I didn't. I never said that. So you're mem- remembering it apparently a different way. Or something because I never said no not once did I ever say no let's not do it so I feel like it's very unfair to put these words in my mouth that I never said and then make me look like I'm on edge when I'm defending myself because you just threw me on the bus looking like oh well you didn't want to do it Allie didn't want to do it that's why but that's not even true and yes situations like this have arise a lot lately and then you point it out like, oh, it's me. And so it just gets annoying after a while listening to how it's all me when you are part of the conversation, you're part of the situation, but literally you are the perfect one and I'm the one that keeps on manipulating the situation to be, I guess, rough or something because we're not agreeing on, our, on the things we're talking about, I guess. I, I'm kind of lost here. I was just talking about this Sunday, not wanting to do it Sunday night. I We never were going to do it Sunday night. You said during the day, you said when we woke up, you go, we should probably do our podcast early. That way we don't have to do it at night. And I said, yeah. I don't. And that know. was the last of it. I don't even know. What? You're going to... Okay. Uh, I don't like there's just so much there's so lack of context on anything that you're saying okay that. so if there's lack of context don't you feel like that it's in inaccurate for you to say you're the one that didn't want to do it then if there's lack of context well you just said before we deleted it that you're like yeah Tyler said we should do it on Sunday but then I didn't want to okay Okay. Well, and then you said, well, this is kind of always how you feel. You're kind of on this, uh, uh, you're on this thing right now where it's always, you know, you're the one that is, uh, being mistreated or I don't know what verbiage you use, but you, when I said that, it was like, oh, you just make everything whatever word inputted that Tyler would say <laughs> after that. I, all I feel like right now. In the last over the last couple of days, that um, you've been feeling really attacked. No, I, and that's and that's what's funny is I feel like you don't listen to me because I don't feel like I'm being attacked. I feel like you're not hearing what I'm saying, and then you question what I'm saying, and you want to go get you want somebody else to tell you the same thing I'm telling you almost, and so. It's just been frustrating. I want someone else to tell you what you've been telling me. I don't know what you mean. Um, just about our house, getting our house refinanced. And I was telling you what my uh, findings were and you didn't want to believe my findings. And so it is, it was, it's frustrating feeling like I'm talking to you or telling you something and you're like, no, that's not right. And that's and it's a like, situation. Okay. And that's, well, and that's like. That's the only situation that no, has been presiding. The, and that's, I've, and I've already told you that I. I just wanted another opinion. I wanted just. I, I wanted said, to get a different fine. opinion. Yeah, I, that's fine. I do, I'm not disagree with. I'm not disagreeing with your opinion. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you say. I I uh, I get where you're getting your comps and stuff from. However, with with blending and getting this stuff, I want to make sure that I'm just trying to get whatever we can out of it. And I, even though you're saying that, but I'm not. That's not all we're going to get out of it. I get that. And what? So this conversation is about. Um, con- contributing to the situation. And I feel like 
when we would talk and we were like we would get frustrated with each other it's like oh you're just getting frustrated Allie it's not about how you're handling it your accountability and the conversation of what you create with it because you didn't say I just want another opinion this is how you say it you go I don't believe that that's not true there's no way blah 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 our house will appraise for more I what I've said is no I know our house is worth more than that there we go I I I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with the where you're getting your numbers from, or how your comps and stuff like that, or what you have been, how you go about it. All I'm saying is like, I I want to get, um, I want to figure out how we can maximize how much our house is worth, and um, I don't agree with the comps that are around us, and it has nothing to do with the way with what the numbers you've come up with. I don't. Sure. I don't think that that's all it's worth. Okay, and I, all, and that's the thing is, all I was saying is that that's fine that you don't think that our, that you think our house is worth more, and I agree with you. But on paper, all I'm saying, what I'm pulling up, as in what has sold in the last three months around us, and uh, it, these are what. This is what the facts say. This is what has sold around us. No, yes, our house is much better than all of those houses. But unfortunately, a lot of the times it doesn't work out like that. I'm just saying what I have heard from appraisers when. Uh, yeah, I no. And those, are, and those are apples to oranges comparisons. Sure. And, and so I'm just trying to figure out how, what, where, when, why. And, you know, even. Uh, but you're, but a market have, analysis is not, or a comp analysis on the house isn't a fair appraisal. Sure, and I'm saying that that's fine, that it's not a fair appraisal, but at the same sense, I'm saying that's just what it is. Um, it may not be fair. Life isn't fair. So I'm, that, I'm just saying, I'm asking, sorry. I'm not saying fair isn't fair. I'm just saying an accurate appraisal. Okay, well, but... Saying that... Comparing my house to the house across the street and saying, "Well, that one down the street—that's a piece of shit. Only sold for this." I it's like that. it's like that's not a you can't. You, I, that's not an acceptable appraisal. Sure, you're absolutely right. Until you live in a shitty neighborhood with the nicest house, that's just where it's hard because we live in an older neighborhood with homes that have become remodeled and they're slowly becoming better but we still live in an old neighborhood where the comps still are going to be lower because we live in an older neighborhood so i don't know where to pull numbers from you know it's interesting well it's such a volatile thing because it's i think it's the whole the whole appraisal house selling genre Mm -hmm. is such a creative bullshit mess it's the most chaotic thing i've ever seen in my life because literally there is no there's no basis there's no like it has this many miles on it has this this and this so it's worth this there's no there's no mathematical equation yeah to a house because people there if if joe schmo down the street just wants to get out of his house for what he's got in it so he's like hey it's a twenty six hundred square foot house. Give me a hundred thousand for it. Yeah. I now I that. have now just because he sold it for a hundred thousand doesn't mean that I have to compare my house to his because he was in a different situation because his life was there this that or the other. Yeah. And so it's such an interesting bullshit market because just last year this house there's a house right around the corner that sold for over a hundred and thirty dollars a square foot, and then and now ours is worth eighty nine dollars a square foot, and it's like there's no way that this is there's no baseline there's no nothing because it's all based upon what the market what what people will pay for it and that's the crazy thing is like you it's not it's such a ironic thing because you have yes um not i don't nobody's uneducated um realtors go to school they get educated appraisers go to school they get educated but it's not like an appraiser really walks into a house and says, oh, man, this house is really nice. It's got these amenities. It's really nice. And, you know, this is what this house is worth. I, now, yeah. take into consideration, okay, let's look at the neighborhood. Yeah, it looks like this, you know, whatever. Um, 
and then take all that into consideration. But what they're taking, what most of the time they take into consideration is they look at the house and like, okay, well, this house sold, that whole house sold, and this house sold, and so this is kind of what it should be worth. And it's like that's crazy to me that that they have no basis of like actual value of what the house would be worth walking into it because i mean right now in albuquerque a baseline for a house should be about a hundred dollars a square foot in this area and where they're trying to come in where we're like comparing to the other house around us where ours is coming in at 88 or 86 dollars a square foot that even that doesn't even seem logical to me given this area yeah and so it's just interesting to see how, I mean, it's, it, nobody really, nobody in your industry, nobody in the real estate industry is really willing to put skin in the game and say, hey, you know what, it's, it's worth this much. Because like in school, it was, well, you don't want to take that liability or you don't want to take that risk or you don't want to put your foot in your mouth. You don't want to look like, you know, it's so interesting how everybody's kind of like, ah, well, I don't, you know, you like, it's well, so yeah, interesting. I mean- Realtors in general don't want to take any liability for anything. All we're all realtors do is put paperwork in front of you. Really, I mean, yes, a realtor can find you a house and make sure that you are, you know, getting the best deal of, I guess, that neighborhood. But once again, all I can pull off of it is what is online. Yeah. I can only pull off of the numbers and the comps that are around me that have sold or that are selling. And it and I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying this is what it is. This is what I have found. And yes, we live in an older neighborhood and stuff like that. But I don't understand appraisals when people say, oh, they don't even go inside. Like they just kind of walk around your house. So I just, I don't get it. I really don't no, get it. No, well, and that's the it, thing. But... It's so crazy to me because as a contractor, I I could be like, I could walk into almost any house and be like, yeah, it should be about this. But give, take the neighborhood take you know whatever and then take the house inside i could pretty be like yeah it would it should be this house is worth about this much um you know there's now there's appraisers out there that appraise homes based on plans and the fixtures that they're going to put in a house like in a new subdivision or something like that that's their base they they have a base like this is what the house is worth and that's kind of the that's more of the appraisal that i'm looking for is something that someone that's going to come in and not i i don't want comps because comps aren't um, an acceptable way to value my home, even given the neighborhood, just because it's a, a low time in the housing market right this second. But and they can only go back three months. But prior to those three months, they were selling like hotcakes at whatever price people were. They were, I mean, they were flying off the market. And so it's just interesting that just for this second, because Joe Schmo down the street wanted to get out of his house. All of a sudden, they're going to be like, well, this area is worth this. And it's like, no, not really. That's just, let's look at the trend. Let's go back for five years and let's look at the trend. Let's see what the let's see what the trend is in the area for yeah, the last five you years. Almost, but you can't, that's the thing with the market is you, it all is relative, right? Like, it all depends. Like, if you're selling your house, it's like, yeah, let's go back 10 years because I want the big, I want the most out of my house because, yes, we do have a very beautiful home and that we put a lot into and done a lot of work to um but if you're on the buying end you can say the same thing and say hey let's go back five years let's say from 2010 let's go back five years and let i want to pick this house up for dirt cheap nothing because that's what that market was uh-huh. then. absolutely and so it and just that, doesn't it but all, that's it's all not relative and that's not the genre of people that i'm looking for that's not I'm that's not, not my that's I'm not, not no, I know, are. but that's not my market. That's not my, that's not my crowd that I'm selling to. That's not the people that I'm appeasing to. I'm appeasing to people to, you know, this is I a luxury, yeah. more of a luxury home. People are going to come in back. Oh yeah, I'm going to buy it because I love the look of it. I love how it looks. And so, no, it is interesting, but, um, and we don't have that much in it. I mean, we really have a freaking, we, we're, we, no, we don't got, have a shit ton yeah, in we only it. Have you just want a shit ton it. out of it. We've only got 180 in it. But that doesn't mean that it's not worth three hundred. I know, and it, and and on paper, yeah. Anyways. And I'm not. It's not an emotional thing, you know, because there's so many people like, well, well, I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into this, and 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 they're not willing to no, see it for what it is. It. Some houses in our neighborhood that are smaller, like seventeen hundred square feet, have sold for a hundred and twenty 
bucks a square. And so if that's the case, yes, it should put our house up to 300. So no, you're not you're not far off of reality or, you know, of expectations. Well, and at, at, I'm just saying it, this big of home hasn't sold much in this area. And so there's not much to compare it to. I don't know that there, I don't know that that there is. It, I don't know that there are, is a whole lot of 2,600 no, square foot homes in this area. That one that's for sale on the corner, that's 2,700 uh, 2, square feet. It's like 2,771 or something like that. Um, and but it's only going for a hundred and three bucks a square as of right now. It's yeah. pending, but I but don't what's know. you know the it's interesting because I mean my base is a hundred dollars a square foot, so that's at least two sixty. Yeah, and so then uh, to squeeze another forty isn't that much given the I know. The, but like I told you, I don't know. I don't know appraisals. Appraisals is not this, my expertise. All I know is what I can pull off of line offline. For yeah, I know. What has sold as a realtor, so that's what I'm just saying. Like. This, it's just so interesting. Well, and yesterday, like we were talking, and well, thank you for joining us in our argument of what we've been arguing for the past two two days, and not, and like you guys heard in the beginning, that's how our argument is has been. It's like I we, anyways. The point of what I'm saying is, arguing about things has has been a lot different now than they have been in the past. Because arguments like this, about things like this, yes, like you hung, we hung up with each other short, like two or three times yesterday, having this same conversation. But in the past, it was a lot more volatile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just arguments and communication yeah. and things like that. Because even though we may disagree or have conflict or things come out of it. It's just a lot. We communicate a lot better than we used to. Absolutely. But just communication in a marriage is huge because in the past, I tend to, I would tend to be very volatile in the sense of like name calling and like, you're so fucking dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would just would be a lot more volatile than it is today. Mm -hmm. It's taken us a long time. (laughs) <laughs> well, those words still come out, but they're just not as they're not as hateful and and. No, I don't ever say far. you're fucking stupid no. or anything like that. Like, no. I'm always just like, fine. If you don't want to hear what I'm saying, or if you don't agree <laughs> with me, then that's fine. You can have that choice. Doesn't but, mean you're right. Yeah, but no, I just that how I'm all the I'm the whole situation is just baffling to me because. Well, and here's I'm like, the truth I'm like, of it. this blows my mind that uh, uh, an appraiser isn't going to come in and appraise the house. He's going to come in. The, the, nobody's willing to put skin in the game. So a home inspector comes over. They do a home inspection and the roof is like, nah, I don't know. Call a contractor. So I go out. I go out and look at the roof. I say, hey, yeah, your roof is this, that or the other. Granted, I'm a professional. I've seen lots of roofs. However, um, it's like it's like nobody's willing to really say, "Hey, this is what you're looking at," or "This is what you're looking for." Granted, you know what the home inspector they've got they've got skin in the game. I just had to go fix a roof leak uh, for um, a home inspector that their inspector missed, and wow. it cost them money. But but yeah, there is you've got to do a thorough job. There's tons of stuff, but at the end of the day. Somebody has to put skin in the game. I do all the time. I take that liability. Well, I take that risk. What's hard is, like we are keep talking about, is that um, at the end of the day, like you're saying, they don't want to put skin in the game. It's just more along the lines of like, a, it's just easier. It's easier to just stay with and stay with what, commonly has been appraising in this area and blah 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 but my thing is is when does an area start flipping when does it start to become nicer when do the remodeled homes and things like that start affecting the market rather than constantly just the old neighborhood well that's so what, I don't well know. that's the thing too is like just like um our best friends that bought their house in that neighborhood mm-hmm. you know that's a really nice house great great deal great price um now, just because he 
happen upon a good deal in that neighborhood, that that shouldn't affect the overall selling price of the neighborhood. Yeah, because like you're saying, because that house had been on the market for almost a hundred. It was plus under contract days. two or three times. The homeowner yeah. was frustrated. He's like, "Let's just sell yeah. this thing. Let's get it. Let's." I want to be done. It. He didn't even live anymore. He lived out of town. I think he was in New York. Uh huh. So it's like, you're right. It, it's not fair that somebody that wants to get out of their house for dirt, nothing just yeah. to be out of it should affect your value in your neighborhood. I mean, it would be, it, I mean, like I said, I think maybe an average over the last two years would be a equivalent or the last three years. I mean, or since the, whatever, the term of the presidency or <laughs> however, whatever that looks like, but there, the, the, Home selling market, the appraisal industry is just, it's just baffles me. It just blows my mind because literally there's not many things I can't look at and be like, oh, that's, that's probably worth this much money. It's like, yeah. um, you know, it, almost anything. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's worth like 40 bucks, whatever. Whatever, yeah. You know, but it's so interesting to find an industry where nobody's willing to be like, yeah, this is what it's worth. Or this is what I, you know, this is given this, this, and the other, this is what I feel like it's worth. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just interesting because they're like that one that went on the corner. I don't know what the situation was on the that one, that big uh-huh, white one, that ugly double, one. Yeah. But it, if the homeowners were trying to get out of it and they're like, hey, you know what? Just give us what we owe on it. Yeah. And, or, or take over payments or whatever. Right. It's like But that's, what's hard is, like I'm saying, when you're on the other end of it getting the good deal, it's like, sweet. You don't care. You no. don't care what it goes for. But then once you're in the house and then you want to sell it, you do care Absolutely. what your comps are looking like. You do care if Joe down the street just... If, if you have a comparable house. If you have a house that compares to every other one. I get yeah, that. Sure, but I mean, I'm just you're you're talking logic. I'm talking what's going on. Yeah, but like I said, a house a house that has a fresh coat of paint and some new appliances and and some fresh carpet that's a comparable house. That's something that you could I could buy any house in this neighborhood, paint the walls, put new flooring in, and that's put new appliances, be, yeah. and and that's a comparable. That's absolutely comparable. Yeah, and and so. It's just interesting. Uh, I'm really curious to see how uh, how yeah. the whole process goes. We'll keep you guys updated because <laughs> I'm. This is going to be interesting to me. Yeah. So we're refinancing our house mm-hmm. as of right now. Since we've did all this work to it, we're we're ready so, to refinance it. Yeah. And we were we just have been toying around with ideas of what to do with our refinancing. Yeah, we're trying to pull as much cash out as we can, so we can maybe we're trying to we're to see where we want to invest it, see what we want to do with it, yeah. like that. And what's been difficult is just maximizing our appraisal and or maximizing the value of our home. And it's just hard because we live in a, a older neighborhood that is just, yeah. But not necess- not an unnice neighborhood. I mean, no, the, not the house nice. behind us, it just, it's got, yeah, they just cow. remodeled I mean, it that house. To, it they is- remodeled, uh, there's another house uh, down the street. That just got remodeled. That one on the corner uh-huh. that just got the fence. I mean, so, even I mean, new stucco makes it, the neighborhood. Oh look yeah. Like. Well, I mean, granted, yes, you can drive through our neighborhood and see the ones that haven't gotten restuccoed since 1972, yeah, yeah. and you can tell. And uh, and that's yeah. I just don't understand. I don't under. But I'll be curious. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, we'll keep you posted on how it goes. Uh huh. So but yeah, but been, we're looking um, definitely looking to invest. Probably in in our roofing company this year. We, I mean, it'd be nice to have some more capital. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, just just having extra cash on hand is really convenient when it comes to winter time. To just um, there's jobs that are net thirty or net sixty that it just eats up. Yeah. It, it eats up a whole bank account waiting on money to come back in. It's great when it comes in. Yeah. Because it's all like yeah, free and clear, except for it's just paying back what. What we live. What off we've of. been living off of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So yes, we're excited so. for the start of this year. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what we keep up. Not that we argue about it, but mainly just yesterday. And then you pile it on to every other emotion I've ever felt in my whole life, and then you act like I'm a big old crybaby or something weird. I don't. That's yeah. not it. Uh-huh. I I am very. 
in the moment. Hey, so shoot if, your horn, baby. Go for it. If it's this moment, hey, oh. if it's that moment, I'm not taking it. Yep. I don't, you're I don't just remember. Really good. I don't remember yep. a week ago. Don't even remember it. I'm just one of those really unique forgetful, individuals. Really forgetful person. Oh my God. Whatever. Yeah. And unaccountable. You're one of those forgetful, unaccountable people. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe. The verdict's still out. Just came in. Yes. Hey, I'm happy that uh, the Virginia gun march was peaceful. That's exciting. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're uh, really civil, concerned uh, about that. Uh, civil war didn't start. You're really concerned about it. I wasn't really that concerned about oh, it. I thought you were. It, it, had, um, Potential. All, it had all the makings to be really disastrous. The governor uh, basically... Uh, well, declared a state of emergency and was basically being like, you know, these people are there, you know, these militias are coming from out of state and there's a lot of people that are, you know, they're looking to make, they're, to make a big deal and make a scene and to like, was really throwing uh, people under the bus and watch his statement. It's really interesting to see how much. Watch he, what? His statement. Oh, his, his statement. When he declared the state of emergency, uh-huh. how much he was creating a conflict just with his with his statement yeah. of like, isn't that crazy? And, and he was it, like, it was almost antagonizing or it was preparing for a massive conflict. And there is no way in hell anybody would open fire with thousands of freaking gun owners there. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, don't know when the shooting would stop. It would be sheer chaos. Yeah. And I, good thing it wasn't obviously. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, that is interesting. I mean, they're, they're just going to go defend the law of uh, owning guns because they were changing it to like only one firearm. Well, they're they're saying that if someone calls into the police department, they could say, "Hey, so and so is kind of crazy, and I think he's going to hurt somebody," and they can go confiscate your guns without due process. Oh wow! They can just and and our wonderful governor of New Mexico is working on that here. Yeah, and it's like no, that's that is unacceptable and um there's a sheriff the sheriff in uh there's a sheriff in virginia it's like no i don't care i'm not i am i'm here i my i gave an oath to protect and uphold the constitution and this is an unconstitutional law and i will not enforce it just like tony mace the sheriff of grants he says no i'm not going to enforce that that is not uh that is not the constitution that is not a fair law we already have laws to, to confiscate guns. Yeah. Yes, there's due process, and sometimes it doesn't work, but you don't get to just pop off and take someone's guns. And it's so interesting to me how people are like, because in Virginia, they're like, you know, you can buy one handgun a month mm-hmm. there. And uh, and a governor or somebody mentioned, well, 12 guns isn't enough for you. What do you need 12 guns for? And it's like, what? it's none of your business, number one. Number two, have we all forgotten how we got our independency from Great Britain? Have we not for have we already forgotten what it's like to live under the law of Great Britain? And we're pretty well there again. Taxation without representation. The federal government is gigantic. It shouldn't be this big. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about the Constitution to protect the people from the government and to keep the government in checks and balances. But look where we're at now. You the, the federal government's in disarray. Um, you've got people that have been there for 30 plus years that are complaining about this president, yet they haven't done shit for the for the the government or they've just been sitting there. That's their career. And it's just interesting to watch how all of this and, and people want to point fingers. And at the end of the day, guns are the most um, they're the only thing that keeps the government from really taking over, from really enforcing um, unjust laws and rules because yeah. at some point we will have to fight for our independence again. We will have to take back our country I and reestablish like our government. I don't like that phrase like at some point we will do that. I mean that's just like you're saying that governor's speech. It's like declaring something that doesn't need to happen like that. It doesn't um, need to happen like that. At some that. point we will have to get the government back in check. We need to get we can't we have to oh, okay. we have to get back to the constitution. Gotcha. We have to get the the amendments that they have put in place to allow the federal government to st- directly tax the people and stuff like that that needs to be restored gotcha. that doesn't have to be for the violence doesn't have to be with force but it it needs to be restored so that we can get our voices heard again because the the virginia like even um new mexico here in new mexico with uh michelle lujan grisham 
they're enforcing these gun rules and yet the people aren't really saying, yes, we want this. That's what blows my mind. Mm. Yeah, it's all politics. I don't know. It gets boring. I don't know. It does, too, we're just very different because you're very passionate about it. And um, I, yes, we have guns, but it's not like if, if I wasn't with you, maybe I might have one handgun just for my own protection. And that's about it. Yeah. So it doesn't really affect me. I don't get as passionate as you do, nor do I really care. Because to me, it doesn't affect me. And um, I don't view it like one day I'm going to have to fight for my freedom in my own country. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's just no. putting words in the future's mouths that I don't even know if that's really going to happen or not. So I um, don't really worry about it. But it's just interesting that they can make all these gun laws and there's nobody that's, I don't know who's voting. You have the city councilors and the, or the, the, uh, the councilmen of the state, the senators of our state, but they're not really voting for the people's voice. There's no way that they're, they're, they're voting their own opinions and not the people's opinions. I have no idea. And that's, what's crazy to me. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, like we've talked about a lot, it just doesn't, it's not, that doesn't affect me. Uh, it doesn't really bother me. Um, there's some people that love their guns and I get it and they have a whole room full of them and that doesn't bother me either. I could care less. Like yeah. there's some people that love guns that they collect guns and I mean, it's a hobby almost for some people. Um, that doesn't make, make you a killer by any means. That doesn't mean that you're going to go mass shoot anything up. There's a, there's way more hobbyists, gun hobbyists out there than there are mass shooters. Let's put it that yeah. way. Well, it's like collecting, that's like collecting model airplanes. Or knives. Or money. Yeah. Or money. Hoarding money. Or, or yeah, coins. Yeah, like a lot of coins. It doesn't do like, they, they all just have value. It's a hobby. It's things that yeah. people do. And it's like... Well, why do you need that gun? It's because I like them. Why yeah. do you? Why do you have seventy Versace suits? Or yeah. why do you like? Why do you have all these cars? Why does Jay Leno have all those cars? I mean, how many yeah. more cars can he possibly drive? Yeah, it's he it's, could almost run over a whole street with all those cars. He could run over. He could run over almost. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see how long a car would go. Maybe twenty people. So he could. <laughs> I yeah. mean, dangerous. But yeah, no, it's just interesting, and and. I don't know that I doubt we'll ever have to fight for physical, I mean, war, fight our country because that would yeah. be an interesting, that would, that be, would be very interesting battle. But um, I don't know. It's just interesting that, that guns are political, that people, that the news, the government and the media can make things but here's political. here's the thing though. That's why we were talking about this the other day. I feel like our podcast become very political. This is the second political podcast we put in a row. But I just... I understand the other side of it's like, you know, we need to stop these mass shootings. We need to stop these things that have been happening. We need to address our guns and all this stuff because those are what are killing everybody. And it's like, I get, I get the logic behind it. I understand the fear behind it. I understand all of that. <laughs> right. But it's just hard because there isn't one answer. There well, just isn't. Well, okay. I get the logic or the fear behind it. I mean, a lot of it's media based, but it's not like people are blaming the spoon for fat, obese people dying. It's not like people are blaming, um, yeah, they blame cigarettes, but it's not like there's, there's bigger killers in this country. There's, there's heart disease. There's all this stuff from yeah. other unhealthy things that are killing way well, more people every year. Our and number I don't, one is drugs. Our number, yeah, our number one is opiates. But, I mean, and... cigarettes, probably heart disease with cigarettes and stuff like that. Sure, unhealthiness. And, and then you have the pharmaceutical company that's killing millions every year. Yeah. And so there's 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 all these massive things that are killing way more talk, people every that's year. That's not talked about on no, a regular not, basis. No, like, and that's the that's the unpopular. Well, yeah, but guns that they just killed twenty people, and yes, it is sad. However, you know what's more sad is that this dude's parents just died of heart disease because they've been smoking, they've been chain smokers their whole life because yeah. that's still allowed or whatever. It's just so interesting how how and that you gets just difficult too because okay ban cigarettes then and it's like oh well that's taking away my free agency you know you're taking away my right to choose my to right to choose because like you you smoke very 
sparingly just with friends and stuff like that. So say they take smoke away and you like it, you like your two cigarettes a year or whatever the hell. And you're like, well, don't take my freedom away for my two cigarettes. You know what I mean? Because you don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? And, and that's well, where and it's not, just I'm difficult. not saying take away, but, but it's just, I'm not saying take anything away. I think let's legalize everything and let's tax it and let's, let's have, um, drug overdose, all these other, all these other things can support themselves. If, if we legalize meth, then now we're taxing meth and we, there's actually people making money off of it and there can be organizations set up yeah, to help so people with meth. disgusting in the sense, but that, but you have to sell it to help people with it or it has to be there. You know what I mean? It's I mean, just like tobacco yeah. where it's like, it's an industry that's making millions by being extreme, like, pretty much deadly. I yeah. Mean, I mean, people are going to, I mean, they're doing it anyways. It's just costing taxpayers money that they not, aren't I making. I guess. I don't know. It's that's, like marijuana. That's what I'm saying. It's, that's just, but marijuana is totally different. Marijuana to me isn't making money off of killing people. I mean, that's what I'm just saying. Like tobacco, the tobacco industry. Yes, you are one of the cases that doesn't smoke a lot, but there are millions of other people that die or have massive complications from smoking and not every they, person that but they does bank, meth is but, strung out sure but they bank on people wanting to keep on smoking mm-hmm. you're not going to keep that industry alive because you don't smoke enough to keep that industry no. alive they bank on people that do smoke enough to keep that yeah. industry thriving uh-huh. and that's just what's sad is it's like you just you're banking off of people's unhealthiness, and well, you make millions off of it, and, and that's just what's and, well, that's it's a thing. hard moral stance. And the thing is, is that they're doing it anyways. It's going to be done anyways. You have your recreational ones. You have ones that smoke every day that aren't strung out meth heads, and you have people that get strung out on it. I mean, everything is like that. Alcohol is like that. It's the same exact thing as gambling. Sure, that's um, crazy cigarettes. though with meth. Is the thing is, you can become so disturbed. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it is, but it's not on airplane. No, well, I'm just saying because yeah. usually you have to do both because of that dumb shit. Something comes through. I wonder what it is. Uh, it's just fucking bullshit. I don't even know how. <laughs> it do not disturb. What do you get about that? But anyways, uh, but anyways, uh, sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Um. Shit. What were we talking about? How. uh I don't, oh, meth users. Like, it's really crazy that with meth users, you literally can become addicted within like three or four days. As in, your body goes through withdrawals after three or few, four days of using it at like a, like a consecutive use. They say that your body already goes through withdrawals. Like, and you get sick and you get dope sick. And you know. think you have the flu. Interesting. Yeah, like you get, you just get addicted to it. Well, it's it. called, it's, well, uh, sounds like a hangover. Yeah, I was going to say, well, sure. And the like only it. cure is well, more meth. Well, the only, you think the only cure is yeah, more meth. Because everybody knows a good hangover is cured with another shot. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Instead I, yeah, of like, it's the instead same of, thing. yeah. So, I mean, just like a hangover, it's like, you could be like, oh, well, I'm a, it's, it's an addiction, but See, it's not. See, here's my thing is I already don't like taking medication as it is. And so put me on meth and I get sick. I will never want to do meth again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it will make, if anything makes me sick, it's like, oh no, I'm not doing that ever again. But some people, but like you, you're the same way where you're not like you're the same way with meth, but you'd be like, okay, I'll cure this with a shot. And to me, I'm like, No. That's what got me in this mess. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, don't yeah. give me another shot. Even though it does make me feel better. Like, oh, I just need another drink. And it'll make me feel better. I just feel like I'll endure it just so I don't have to drink anymore. Yeah. Like, it make, the thought of drinking would make me gag. Will make me gag. But, Granted, I don't get sick anymore. And I'm not, that's Yeah, it's just interesting. It's interesting how um, how agendas get pushed. and And maybe it is. Maybe uh, big pharma, big pharmaceutical, is pushing gun agenda so nobody sheds light on them, so they really don't get exposed for what they are. Maybe, maybe know, um, big corporations are would rather have taught be talked about these five people that are dying compared to the masses, the masses that are are getting slaughtered at the experimentals of the pharmaceutical or, or of these big yeah. companies, and so it's just interesting to see where where 
um, the the hey, look over here, look at my left hand, don't look at my right hand, you know, yeah. as as they're slitting people's throats with their right hand, and they're like, look at this puppet with my left hand, and everybody's like, oh my yeah. gosh, that puppet is offending me, yeah, and I'm so offended at what type. that puppet's saying right now, and and the whole time they're slaughtering people, and and destroying lives and destroying kidneys and and all these things, and we want to focus on the five people. Yep, it's crazy. I yeah, uh, I just. Yeah, it's a, it is interesting, and I know once again, I I don't know why we keep on talking politics lately, but um, I don't know. I, There's just way bigger issues in the country. Yeah, than... I just well, and that's what I'm just saying. It's like it's just so hard because even like those gun laws and all that kind of stuff. And I understand that people are passionate about their guns and their freedom to carry arms because it is in our constitution, and I understand the 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 emotion behind it and the reasoning behind it just in my reality i just don't care to have a lot of guns so it doesn't affect me yeah i'm not an avid gun owner owner now um but it is just so interesting it's just so interesting to me because why that's not a law that needs to change but a law that needs to change is the anything in the medical industry the (laughs) pharmaceutical industry that controls the medical industry is baffling to me. Yeah. Not saying there aren't great drugs, there aren't great um, remedies. Western medicine, there's some good Western medicine, but a lot of it is to cure one symptom. Then you've got to have all these other ones to take yeah. all the side effects away of this one. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're a walking pill bottle. Yeah, and, that's very true. And and it's so crazy to me that that Western medicine is let's cram let's cram pills down your throat. Oh, you're in pain? Here, here's a painkiller. Um, instead of going natural like marijuana or going natural with with Well, your other diet. Things, that's, or that's your diet. That's the biggest thing to me. It's like we live in such a society too that we're cramming so much horrible shit in well, our bodies. Everything in the everything <coughs> almost everything in the grocery store has sugar in it. Sugar is the number one the ingredient or common denominator between everything and it's the most harmful substance that we produce as humans that we consume. Well, and it's in everything we eat and you don't even know it half the time. Uh-huh. You're just devouring it unconsciously. Um, and, and sodas and people just, uh, you know, the, one of the biggest things is lack of education or lack of care or, or any, I mean, it is education unhealthy. there. Processed foods. But yeah, I, it's education there, but just like we're talking about too, it's like, but it's also what's shoved down everybody's throat as well. It, it you know, it people go, we people live on budgets. People don't have that much money, and yes, buying hang, hamburger helper in their brain is a lot easier <coughs> and faster and cheaper than buying the ground beef, the potatoes themselves, the pasta it's themselves. Easier, yeah, not cheaper. Well, it is cheaper. I mean, because that box buy- is that box is going to be one fifty. But by the time you buy your own potatoes and your own uh, cream of chicken or whatever yeah. the hell it is, I mean, yeah, you're going to be in it maybe five bucks. But you also get it. Mill. But you also yeah. get four mills out yeah. of that five. That bucks. one mill is one. But people don't think like that. People think, well, this is a buck fifty, and I can buy five of them, and it's five dollars. Yeah. You know, I'm paying now ten dollars. It's just well, for it's so crazy to to live in a in a world right now that to see two-year-olds sucking down Slurpees, a 44-ounce Slurpee, and it's like, or even You know cow, what really gets me is when I see little kids, like I'm talking one, two, three, uh, with their parents letting them drink like energy drinks. Like yeah. that blows my mind because... Just any... Uh, dude, I look... Sodas, Slurpees... Candy, when, oh, when that's that's, it's so interesting to me to see that, and it's like that is not that's so mean. <laughs> it is mean, especially at that age, because because and what's crazy is because like sugar does taste good. It does. I get it. I I totally understand that, but and it but it affects the brain. Yeah, it affects so much in your body that it's like don't. Yeah, I don't know. And and these kids, they just, they don't know any better. They're just going off of their taste buds, which is great and all. But um, it's just sad because I just feel like 
there's some parents out there that don't think twice about it and you're setting your kid up from an early age from infantry you're setting them up pretty bad yeah and 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 sugar is hard on the brain and it affects emotions it affects um mental health physical health all of those things that that it affects and um you know there's our good friend their their child child was having extreme anger issues extreme emotional problems yet he's sucking down a 12 pack of coke every day yeah and it's like how do you expect to have any sort of mental stability when high fructose corn syrup is syrup is such a volatile um chemical yeah it's such a volatile thing and it affects the hard but then it gets hard because then those kids get older and they can get those sodas by themselves because and and i don't know some and that's the thing is some personalities it doesn't matter how much you regulate it once they're free they might go buck wild and that's just it's just it's a tricky game because you do your best to teach your kids but at the end of the day they're, they are they become independent adults. Oh no, definitely. And then it's up to them to decide how they live, and that's what and that's what our society is. It's just it's so, it's so hard to let everybody have their free agency. But once it affects other people around you, it is hard. It, it becomes difficult, even uh-huh. on drugs, even meth users. I mean, they can abuse their families. Do they have children? Does it affect their home life? You know, when you legalize everything, you might be putting other people at risk or at jeopardy because other people rely on them for survival, like sure. your children. I mean, so, more, I don't know. More, more teens now than ever smoke pens with weed in it. I mean, that's that happens. It's Sure, it's, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, but I would have this, to me, I view it, maybe there's more kids smoking than there used to be, but um, a ton of kids smoked weed when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's just a lot easier to smoke now. You don't have to burn the fuck out of your throat. Yeah, to you don't smoke have to it. walk to the park to go to the corner and change your sweater when you come back to school. Yeah. Like, now you can just hurry up go in the bathroom and take a puff and it dissipates within the next 30 minutes um but it's interesting to see how some parents are like oh that's just how they are oh he's just like that he just has anger issues and it's like but it's like and and you've gone and seen a counselor and you've gone and done all these things but like even growing up um my mom the doctor recommended he's like she didn't like the ADA HD medication that they put me on. Ritalin. Uh-huh. And uh, so the doctor's like, well, you could drink, you know, give him some coffee. That that will definitely help. You know, that that's kind of a stimulant too, kind of close to Ritalin or whatever. And she's like, oh, well, our religion doesn't, we don't drink coffee in our religion, mm-hmm. but I'll give him a Mountain Dew instead. So, she give you a Mountain Dew? So here we've got <laughs> high fructose corn syrup, which is a leading contributor to ADHD, which is, which creates ADHD when, when consumed and then caffeine, but it's like, it's just such an ass backwards thing. It's like, (laughs) it just blows my mind. But yeah, um, it's so, it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see how like that I had an issue with ADHD, but yet the chemicals that I was drinking, I mean, I drank a Barks, uh, soda every day at school. I was all over the place. I didn't have any. <laughs> but what's sane sad? What what the other additive to all of this is trial and error. That's all we are is just trial and error, you know. And just like your mom giving you the Mountain Dew, it's like, oh, that has caffeine in it, and it makes sense. And I don't think that she understood knew at the time, or science was there at the time to prove how bad fructose corn syrup was for an ADHD child. Uh And uh, it's just, and that's the thing is we're all just guinea pigs. At the end of the day, we're all just guinea pigs. And um, unfortunately, that's how it works To rich ass industries, to industries that can buy politicians. Sure, sure. But I do have hope in humanity that 
things have come for the better. I mean, sure. modern medicine has come a long way. It's just interesting that you have way. the Food and Drug Administration that's like, yes, high fructose corn syrup, no marijuana. Well, and that blows yeah, my mind. But even the like, even the history of marijuana is it and how it became even illegal is pretty insane itself because it is big. It's just big industries that were feeling um, threatened by the marijuana industry because it has so many versatile. And even now, it's being threatened. The, the pharmaceutical yeah. industry. It, there's a thousand million freaking drugs that are being threatened by marijuana, mm-hmm. and the and the capabilities of marijuana. Um, I just saw a tablet. A, capsule the other day it's probably really potent but it's like this if you have pain this marijuana tablet it's like a vicodin it's, oh, wow. i mean it's that potent wow that is pretty crazy well and i sometimes i would think like that's so crazy that you can make a plant you can make my tree illegal <laughs> you I know, know what i mean like that's so crazy to me that you can make a tree and like like i think we were talking about before like i wonder where marijuana grows Wild. Like wild, like even tomatoes or apples. Like yeah, where like where do wild? those grow wild at? Like where? How did that plant just come into existence? But uh, yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing is, but I don't there's know. you know what's nice though is there's more people now than ever that are waking up and are becoming aware and conscious of the game that we're playing. I mean, I was I was just reading you my friend's seven year old paper yeah. about the universe, and he's. Amazingly, limitless possibilities. But he's just so smart at seven, even about the universe. That I I mean, I was picking my nose at seven. Seriously, you know what I mean? Like I was making mud pies. uh, Yeah. God, church, religion—that was my life. Well, even that, I didn't even really pay attention to any of that growing up either as much. I just—I mean, I definitely was an ADD child, but. I just, yeah, it's just interesting. Our, um, we're just experiments. I, I mean, you'll have you have to be one if you want to get anywhere. Really, unfortunately, yeah. it's just how it goes. But sorry for the rant that we went on today. But well, I feel like it worked out great. Did it? Yeah. I hope that I can get my act together we and we can get along a lot better. Resolve conflict. <laughs> Thanks for coming and fighting with us, for sure. Um, bye, guys. I got a phone call coming in here pretty soon. And you guys have a good Thanks Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. yesterday. Yeah. MLK um, Day. MLK. All and, the way. Uh, and, yeah. Do something for yourself. Look up something. Look something up. Look up a conspiracy theory. <laughs> and see how you feel about it. Yeah. Why not? Yep. It's fun. It is fun. Bye, okay, bye guys. guys.